Hey, welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to talk about uh, campwide games. Uh, mainly, I guess. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about icebreakers. Do you, do you do campwide games? Is that kind of a big thing at your camp, Chris? We do, yeah. So that's kind of when everybody, the, the guys and the girls, they're all playing together. All one big giant game in our... It uh, depends on where it's at. Somewhere in the game field, somewhere in the woods and everything. Um, but yeah, every day we have some big game. You know, I worked at... Uh, I've worked at a few different camps, and not all camps do campwide games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, for those well, of you who don't, hard. it's you exactly gotta... what Chris said. It's it's everybody yeah. in camp playing one game, and it could be as simple as I mean, last episode talked about capture yep. the flag. So, capture the flag can be a campwide game, um, depending on how big your camp is. Granted, if you've got five hundred people. 500 kids yeah. at your camp <laughs> playing playing the capture flag, that might be a little much. But if you only have, what, 70 or... 70, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, then do you do camp-wide capture does, flag? We have, yeah. And yeah. we do different versions of it and different things. Um, and it does take some organization. you got to have a program director that's willing to make sure everything's ready and set up. Because if you got sure. that many people playing, there's a lot of different things you got to check on. There's do always, you, you know... 20 kids that didn't listen to the rules <laughs> always always and and there are different you know I'm, I'm big on not just kind of spouting out the rules but mm-hmm. of getting the counselors almost to act out the rules yep. and so that the kids are it, it it translates better and easier for the campers so it's like when you know you're running and you cross this line like this and somebody tags you oh you know, Johnny just tagged me. <laughs> then you go over, and then they go over to the jail. Um, yep. So it's very, hey, this is what you're going to do. It's not just a bunch of words we're throwing at you. Uh, because, yeah, if you were to tell me, if I didn't know anything about Capture Flag, and you were just to explain it to me and the rules, I wouldn't have a clue. It's a weird game. Yeah. Uh, until you start playing. <laughs> and uh, um, But there's so many things you can do with those traditional, quote-unquote traditional, campwide games to spice them up or to tweak them, you know, so it's not the same thing. Um, yeah. it, even changing the flag, right? You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what, when you play capture flag, do you, is it a flag, an actual flag that people have to get? So we've done that, but we have the, we do have the capture the flag redux. And so we do the glow right. in the dark and we have the orbs now. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've done the flag. We did one, um, we got, it was the end of the year last couple years ago and we bought the giant inflatable like shark that you ride in the pool and a giant inflatable whale and so it was just called sharks and whales and it was capture flag (laughs) you had this six foot tall inflatable (laughs) shark you had to go grab and so that was high quality to watch and see them play it (laughs) right well and and, you do every year you have to buy a new shark because somebody pops it or something (laughs) right you could you could even put like you could theme it as well and put pirate flags yeah Right, have everybody wear a patch so they're it's, it's a little lot like whoa. Um, but but when we were talking to Judd, you know, with the uh, well, you got the Redux, they have a bunch of different versions, little yeah. cards that say different versions of it. So you can definitely up. do that. Uh, have you created your own campwide game? Have you ever done that? Um, not really. I mean, we've taken ideas and made them our own, but we haven't like there's no like specific camp good news, like. This is the game that I've never heard or seen or any other kind of way anywhere else. 
but we will take like um, even like our angle ball game that we play a lot is just kind of a mixture of several games. We have like some um, extreme frisbee and some different things like that that we we pull in together to make one game. But yeah, I don't have any specific. This is ours. No one else has this kind of thing yet. Would you? <laughs> would you put something together? Oh yeah, I would totally. That would be awesome. Because then seen, I can say this is the Camp Good News game. Have you seen my my book I have on that? No. What book is that? Wait, it, do I have? It's I how to it? create epic campwide games. I may actually own that book. I feel like I have that one. And improve the classics using basically it's using yeah. game mechanics, game mechanics from. You know, video game users use, or creators use, a board game creators use. There's a, there's just a list of game mechanics that you can apply and go step by step. And it's it's a process, but it's a fun yeah. process if you get like a few people together and kind of, you know, what's the environment going to be? What are the There's just a lot of game mechanics. And it's actually something I got from um, James Davis and Jack Schott. They had come out with a uh, their own like booklet that they were giving away. And then I kind of tweaked it and I did a bunch of research on game mechanics and I just kind of laid it out and made some, made a lot of different changes to what they had and it became a a workshop. And then this ebook. That's cause that would be cool. Like I like having like, I mean, we even have our own signature sauce in the dining hall. Like this is our stuff. You know, I like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. We have zip dip. Um, which tastes a lot like Chick-fil-A sauce. And then we have something called campfire sauce, which is kind of a spicy barbecue. But it's the it's our signature cool. sauce that anytime we have fries, we get that out. And Do the you sell it excited. too? No, no. It's just... Okay. Uh, there's too many There's too many things that you got to do when you sell food True. that you make. And so I don't want to mess with that. I know but... there's one camp in Canada that um, they uh, have maple trees. And, and so they sell mm-hmm. maple uh, syrup. Yeah. Um, that is a I we have the maple trees. It is a process and a half. Is that right? To, I bet. To do that. And there is I I know why like real maple syrup is so expensive because it is the whole process is awful. I have zero desire to try that. <laughs> Interesting. But I got plenty of the trees, so if anyone wants to come out and do it, then come on out. <laughs> but have you have you tried have you put the spigot in and done that whole thing we know we we have never we i bought the stuff to do it when you are problem to where we're at in illinois you have to have certain temperatures so it has to be like uh, above freezing during the day but below freezing at night or something like that and we don't and it's, it's like one day out of the year that that's possible <laughs> right. so, just so work for us. Uh, you know I, I see that on your you actually you actually put together a little bit of a list for camp white games and well, uh I see. one of the ones that yeah, my my favorites. Some of, some of my big favorites. I don't get to play them as much anymore. Not being a program guy anymore. Now that right. I'm the executive, I have to sit in the office and do the boring stuff. But yeah, so these are some of my favorites when I was a program director. One of mine's called Angle Ball, is what we call it. I don't know if it's a real game or not. Maybe the camp I was at made it up. But you have two big PVC pipes, and on top of the PVC pipe is funnels, and then sitting on top of that funnel, so you have the funnel to kind of hold a volleyball. Like that's the the only reason the funnel there is to kind of help hold the volleyball better. And then you play, is it extreme Frisbee? Is that what it's called? Where you you can throw the Frisbee, but if you have a hold of it, you can't walk. You can only... Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee. There we go. And so you kind of play Ultimate Frisbee, that, but when you get towards the pole with the ball on top, your goal is to knock the ball off of the pole. Okay. And so that's how you get a point. And there's like a big circle around it too, like probably a 
seven, eight foot diameter circle around the pole that you can't go into. No one can go in there. We did learn after several years of playing this, because the poles are about eight foot tall. Um, it's really hard to put that ball back up on the pole. Like it's kind of a pain. <laughs> right. And so we learned, we started buying tether balls and you put the string down through the pole and then oh. you have a little, little hole cut out and a knot. So then that way when it falls off, you can just pull the string to pull it right back up on top of the pole oh, to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. But that is one of my favorite games because then you can throw in multiple Frisbees, get this game going, um, and everyone is active. Well, it's so, not, you can't really have a goalie because there's there's no right. lead. You know, everyone's playing. So so is this, is this a game that everybody in camp is playing? Because there's camp-wide games and then there's large yeah. group games, yeah. which I think are, are two different things. This could fit into both. We played it camp-wide because we used the entire field. So we had this huge, crazy field and probably 20, 30 Frisbees going. And so there's just a ton of people that are in the – I mean, the whole – camp. it was during our time I had probably 100 campers there. And so we're all playing this game at the same time. And somebody gets smacked in the face with the Frisbee. I was going to say, yeah, you got all those Frisbees (laughs) flying around. But And and they'll figure it like halfway through they start to – you, you see little teams forming and you'll see groups like, okay, then we're going to go, this is our Frisbee. We're just going to, you know, kind of like the, Oh, is there not teams work. to begin with? Well, there, there's two different teams, but then because it's everybody, once it starts going, you'll see small teams forming. Little squads. For each one. Yeah. yeah. So five or six people here and there that are taking their Frisbee and just going to town with it. And, They'll figure it out. And then you have those kids that are just, hey, a Frisbee's near me, I'm going to throw it. Like, here's so what So this do. falls into the uh, Chris policy where if it hurts just a little bit, it's it's okay. That's right. It's fine. It's <laughs> Nothing's you're broken. Okay. You're, you're all right. <laughs> it's just a Frisbee. It's plastic. Have you been hit in the head by a Frisbee? Blade. They're not. Yeah. You get the foam you know ones. I grew up at the school where the big rubber dodgeballs would come at your oh, face. Oh, that's true. Growing up at school. And so I lived through it. It's fine. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and do, do you find that a lot of – I found this whenever I did something with a Frisbee is that there are a lot of campers. And there are some staff that cannot throw a Frisbee. Yes. Yep. No, we have to – that's part of the, the introductory on here's how you play this game. We also all, here's how you throw a Frisbee. No one knows. No one knows anymore. It's depressing. <laughs> so. It's not easy. Are you a, are you a Frisbee golf? You ever go Frisbee golfing? We have. In fact, here in town, I have like two or three well-made golf courses, yeah. and I have never been in my life. You should. And so, yeah, and I don't like regular golf, though. So I don't know. No, I, I don't like either. You like miniature golf? Eh, it's okay. I mean, about <laughs> hole three, I'm bored. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. If it's if it's really well made, it's a good you know. If we have a good putt putt golf range, then okay. But I, I like I like uh, disc golf. That's there's. Have you seen the new show coming out? Uh, the extreme. I don't know what's called. It's like it looks like it's made by the people that did um, Wipeout because it kind of has that mindset, but it's for putt putt golf. What and so like. They have like a giant windmill, so you hit your golf ball through it, but then you also have to run through the windmill as well to follow your golf ball along. And so it shows like people getting hit off into the water by the windmill and things oh, like that. Oh, wow. So it yeah. It looks like it's made by the wipeout people. Yeah. I, oh, what's it called? coming out soon. I don't know. Extreme golf or extreme putt putt. <laughs> I want to check that out. It looks amazing. Although I don't have cable anymore. I have to figure out how I would watch that. 
Yeah, I, well, I, I say I've seen it on Hulu, so I don't even know That's true. what channel it's on, but it looks amazing. Now, do you consider something like um, An Amazing Race a campwide game? If everyone's playing. It's almost I, like an event, my... right? Yeah, um, it, could, it could definitely be an event. It depends yeah. on how you do the Amazing Race. I mean, if it's... If if you have people, I mean, if it's like the actual kind of the way it's played, where you got two people kind of going, and so everyone's grouped up in pairs, then yeah, I would say that's more event like. But if you have just epic, crazy, everyone is involved, everyone's <laughs> kind of doing every part of the, so each kid's kind of for himself doing each of the activities instead of somebody just waiting for the next, you know, like okay, we're we're in charge of this leg of the race, waiting for the people to show up, then we do this part. But I think if every person's kind of for themselves and doing it all at each station, then, yeah, it's a little more camp-wide. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I figure if everybody is playing. My thing with camp-wide games, and a lot of games, I think everyone needs to be, you almost need to be doing something all the time. There shouldn't be a lot of waiting. Like, I don't even like, I'm not a big fan of the jails. And they're important in, like, Capture the Flag and stuff. But I am very much, like, with the program director. I'm like, hey, jailbreak, let's go. Let's, because it just gets boring when you're stuck there doing nothing and so campwide games everyone should be involved kind of non-stop in my mind so in one of my versions again and you can you can come up with whatever version you want but when you went to jail you would go to one of the counselors to do something yeah. to get out of it mm-hmm. whether that be you know something silly or a, a skill game like throw the tennis ball in the bucket three times or whatever and give them an opportunity to get out or they could stay in jail and wait to be rescued yeah um, Rest but that, a bit. <laughs> that was always fun too, though. It was like, if you were going for the flag and, uh oh, somebody was in, okay, I'm going to go to the jail and try to get somebody because as soon as you tag them, you get a free walk back. So uh-huh. it was like, okay, uh-huh. you know, I'm not going to be cool. able to get the I flag like this time. Yeah. I like the work your way out of jail. That's a great idea. So I'm, I'm all about if you have a campwide game and, and things are getting stale, that you definitely, you know, yep. uh, talk about how can we tweak this? How can we make it a, a little different? Camp Augusta is is a camp in California that is really big on doing these campwide games that are very fantastical and they use a lot of game mechanics and you know there's there's sometimes there's currency involved but there's like mm-hmm. fairies or magic or you know it's just all these different it's a, it's a huge production you know the yeah. counselors get dressed up and everything else but their thing is that when they put together a campwide game they do it that one summer and they won't do it for another seven summers yeah because that's kind of the life of a camper right seven seven years they won't repeat that game so they're really big on it each summer you come it's going to be a different experience and i Mm -hmm. I like that so if you have maybe a capture the flag um epic whatever game you can change it the next year and probably should so that the campers go, oh, this is totally fresh. You know, yeah. don't do not do what's that one that everybody um, – Gold Rush. Don't do Gold Rush oh, every yeah. year <laughs> <laughs> because the kids are going to be like, okay. And the staff are going to be like, yeah, okay, we're doing this yeah. one again, huh? You're um, finding slightly painted rocks from last year still. <laughs> like, I don't think this is from this year. It doesn't look very bright gold anymore. <laughs> but even with that game, you can do a lot of different variations and, and tweaks. Yeah. Well, I think it even it creates legends, too. 
because you start like, oh, remember the year we did this? Remember mm, that? And, sure. And almost creates that own that camp legend that you talk about for years. And so you know, I I went to camp in 2015 and we did this, and it was you should have mm-hmm. been there. We'll never do it again, kind of thing. That's right. It makes it really it makes it special. So you know, one of the other things we kind of want to touch on were uh, favorite icebreakers. What yes. uh, what, what's your favorite? Favorite icebreaker. I, so I have two that I haven't tried yet. We're going to try and make <laughs> you, you the staff. You're always thing. like, I haven't tried this, so it might be a favorite. <laughs> I, well, because I, I, I like to mix it up. I want new things every year. And, but I going to the conferences this year, um, I got these uh, teamwork and team play cards. They're from Jim Kane, and they have questions on them. And, and what you're supposed to do is you, you hold up your card until you find another person with their hand up, and then you pair up, and I read a question to you. You read a mm-hmm. question to me off your card. We switch cards, we raise our hand again and find a new person and just to kind of go around and talk to each other. Uh, I love it. So I'm, I'm excited that we're going to try that this year and see how it goes. But I had fun doing it there at the conference and playing with it and kind of get to know um, everybody's answer. I mean, it was I started genuinely kind of interested in people. Like, I want to know your answer to this. Nice. You know, I kind of I have no idea who you are. We'll never see you again. But so you had the same. Did you say you had the same question or you switched questions? You see, so switch. So they're okay. even like the cards have three or four questions on the card anyway. So you get to pick uh, just gotcha. one. Okay. You're going to ask them. But then after you ask them, you and that other person switch cards completely. So then they have your four questions and I have their four questions. And we go around. Sometimes you get the same card back like, oh, I had this about five people ago. Huh, interesting. Um, but very, if you have a big enough group, it, it just goes through. That's cool. So. I'm excited to try that. And then Raccoon Circles. I'm excited to try those. The one I really liked is... I like to talk, obviously, because we always go over in our <laughs> time. Um, but the raccoon circle, so you have a big circle, and there's a knot on it. And then I get to talk about myself to the, the group of people who are staying around me, and we're all moving the rope around. And so when that knot gets back to me, I'm done talking. And so the group kind of gets to control, oh, this is an interesting story. We're going to go a little slower, or we're just going to move fast because we want to keep going. Interesting. And I like that idea that it that forces me this i see that not going around i know when it gets back to me i'm done talking right so i better say everything i want to say in that time about myself yeah that's cool that's yeah, good. Yeah. About that. so well i'm gonna do two then uh one is i just like having simple discussions you know you kind of put mm-hmm. out hey let's talk about this and when there's a bunch of people that you don't know and everybody gives their you know thoughts or stories or opinions then I just like doing that, just hanging out and, and talking. To, to me, it, yep. I feel like I learn a lot about people when that's the case. The other one is I learned about at outdoor education when I worked at this one camp was concentric circle. Have you done that? So what is that? No, I'm so not basically that. you set up chairs, two, two circles of chairs. One circle is inside the other circle, and the chairs are facing each other. So when everybody sits down, they're going to face one person. Uh-huh. Then you pose a question and each person has a minute to answer that question. Once the question is, or once each person has had that minute, you say time's up and either the inside circle or the outside circle, everybody switches one uh, oh. seat over. So let's say it's the inside circle. Everybody gets up, they go to their right, sit down, they have a new partner, a new question and bam it's like speed dating it, it's like speed dating exactly <laughs> <laughs> so 
I like that. Now, granted, you're going to only talk to half of the people, but mm -hmm. you can you can mix that up and make some changes with it. Uh, but that, yeah, that was fun. I it's definitely the, and again, when you talk about the raccoon circle, definitely giving a, a time limit is important, I think, Yep. with these types yeah. of things. Because they can go on. And yeah. then you're talking about something, you know, like you're so off topic and into something else. Right. Yeah. Are you're going to use these for staff training, right? We are. So, and and we essentially use them for staff training. So then the counselors and stuff can then use them with their campers. So we do it with the counselors first. They see it, they experience it, and then we tell you know we hand them here's how you play it. Here's your paper. Here's your rules. Now you're going to do this on the first day with campers every gotcha. day, so they know what to do. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's go into our end of the episode question <laughs> what's your favorite product what's a favorite product i guess i should so say I, I i have a lot um my favorite and i've been using a lot lately i have a green laser pointer and i got it off of i think i bought it off amazon maybe even wish it might have gotten it off wish i'll see if i can find the uh link and put it on the uh, show notes and green laser points the cool thing about it is you can follow the laser from the pointer up to the star and so then that way, when you're out doing stargazing, or you're doing different things, um, you can see the kids can see exactly what star you're talking about. You can kind of circle it with the laser pointer. They see exactly where it goes. So you think a red laser pointer, you only see a dot on, right. the, on the shed way far away. But with the green one, you see the whole this big, long green line going all the way up. And so you know what you're talking about. Um, and it's cool. I mean, it's great for stargazing. It also um, some of them you can pop balloons like if you put a. You blow up a green balloon. If you put like a black spot on it with a permanent marker, it'll heat up that black spot and pop it. And so I usually use it more for popping balloons oh, than so, stargazing. So don't don't point <laughs> so yeah, it at kids' know. eyes. No, and you will yeah. see how bright. I mean, when you get them, they are very bright. There's even a little key to turn it on and off, so you don't accidentally have it on at any time or anything like that. But it's got some power to it. But Interesting. It's cool. How about you? What's your favorite product? My favorite products are game show buzzers. And my favorite game show buzzers are, they're called Me First Wireless Game Buzzers. Okay. And basically, what they're expensive. Uh, I will say that. Yeah. Up front, you're looking three to $400. Oh, wow. Um, but what's so cool about that is that they're all connected. So you pass out these game show buzzers, and I think that for that, it comes with like six or eight of them. So you're, you're doing it by teams or you get more of them and you could do it individually in almost in a classroom situation. But the thing is, when you ask a question, somebody buzzes in, so they're all green, right? Or mm -hmm. I think they're, or maybe they're white. Uh, it's been a while since I had them, but whoever buzzed in first, their light turns green and everybody else's turns red and they're locked out. Oh. So instead of saying you're raising your hand or you're using buzzers that don't do that, you're like, oh, who was first? I'm not really sure. Yeah. You definitely know with this. And so with the main, like the teacher buzzer or the facilitator buzzer, you can reset them. So it's all wireless, but you reset them when it's time for the next question. And so it's really clear, again, who answered mm -hmm. the question, who didn't. Uh, the other ones that I have now that I'll use like in a, in a workshop, um, especially when I talk about game shows, are, I mean, if you go onto Amazon, you'll see a bunch of game show buzzers and there's different sounds and, but just the basic learning resources, uh, answer buzzer sets, you get four of them. There are four different colors and they're like 13 bucks Oh yeah, that's for a good four. Price. 
And so they're just like, they each have like a different sound, I believe. And it's like, eh, er. <laughs> um, and then there's a couple light up. Don't pay the extra for those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you kind of look around, I think there are some that you can get that have like animal noises and for 13 bucks for four of them. Why not? Ooh. If you've got the money, I'm looking at it right now for the me first and they've gone up in price, $440 for 12. Um, are so they pretty durable? They are. They're really good. I know even when, when we've done, we've just used those little uh, touch lights or whatever. Where you push the light to turn them on for yeah. buzzards. And they, because they slam on them to right. try and slam the buzzer first. And... Yeah, you definitely want to tell the kids not to, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> not to be too aggressive with <laughs> things. Other than that, you might as well just buy the uh, office bells, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least it'll hurt them a little when they slam it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely the game show buzzers are a lot more fun if you're doing any kind of game show or any kind of trivia contest as opposed to raising hands and doing that kind of thing. All right, so I think that's it. Uh, next episode, we are going to talk about one of my favorite things, escape rooms. Escape rooms and puzzle games. Uh, really excited about that, and uh, make sure you tune in then. Yeah, awesome, I'm pumped. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Chris and Kurt. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, here we go. Hey, welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast.